0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We are live this evening, and it is Wednesday. And I know it's rather unusual for you to hear us twice per day, but we are actually recording another session of our show because we have a special guest this evening, and I wanted to introduce her to our audience. Her name is Alice Cully. Her full name is Alexandra and uh, Alexandra is the government affairs coordinator at Magna International in Troy. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about how Ali has political, a great political future in store for her. She's actually a chairperson for the Oakland County Young Republicans right here in Michigan, which means that she carries a big deal. It's a big deal, isn't it? It's a great big deal. So we're going to talk with Ali in just a few minutes. But. Before we do that, I wanted to remind you that our show is available on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you can find a podcast platform. We are there, so make sure that you download and subscribe. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for listening, and we thank you so much for all that you do. It's a great time to be alive, is what I like to say, the political stratosphere. It's so interesting. I mean, we're, you know, inundated all day with all kinds of stuff and with all kinds of, if you have alerts on your phone, I am beginning to get just a little bit overwhelmed, shall we say, information overload, because there's just so much stuff going on. But what I find interesting is that young people are emerging and the younger audience who are the future And the younger audience, who are the leaders of tomorrow, are emerging. And they're the ones who are making their way. I love seeing young people succeed and moving forward and stepping in to their future. And this evening, that's exactly what I want to talk about. I have just the right person for you who is going to tell us some more about this. Uh, Her name is Alice Cully, and she has chosen to join us this evening. And I wanted to say welcome. Hey, Allie, welcome to Down to Earth with Harriet
1: Kamak. Thanks so much, Harriet, for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show.
0: Great. So I'm reading your bio here, and I'm going to read it just a little bit. Don't feel bad that this is all you, right? It says, Alexandra Scully, who goes by Ally. is a government affairs coordinator at Magna International in Troy, Michigan, But she is, her role this evening is chair of the Oakland County Young Republicans. And she's also performed as a Republican precinct delegate in Royal Oak, Michigan. You graduated from Florida Atlantic in 2014 with a bachelor's in political science and communication. That tells me that you're a lobbyist, isn't that so? (laughs) (laughs) And before, before coming back home to Royal Oak, in 2017, you have worked in several municipal, state, and federal campaigns in South Florida. Wow,
1: how old are you again? Just 26. <laughs> you know, That's
0: 26. You have done all of this at 26.
1: Oh yeah, I'm very blessed to have the opportunities I've I've been able to have.
0: That's great. <laughs> sounds like you have a great future in store. But tell me what does, what is the Oakland County Young Republicans? What do they do?
1: So the Oakland County Young Republicans is part of the Young Republican National Federation. And so what we do is we are a group of 18 to 40 year olds, but we are very inclusive of any age can uh, come, but to be constituted as a Young Republican by the Federation, you're um, 18 to 40 in that age group. And Mm. our goal of ours is just to you know continue to advance the conservative ideals um and connecting young republicans across oakland county to different opportunities whether it's other republican groups or ways that they can get involved whether on a campaign or becoming a precinct delegate um as well as uh i'm also uh the committee woman for the michigan young republicans so i represent a statewide too when it comes to to the Young Republican National Federation. So it's, it's a really great group to be a part of. Um, I was also a part of the Broward Young Republicans when I lived in South Florida. So mm-hmm. um, I really do like this organization. And what's really cool is that we kind of have the autonomy to do what we want to do with our with our clubs. So I try to bring in empowered speakers like yourself um, to mm-hmm. educate on different issues, whether it's policy or um this past month, I had uh, three different local officials and candidates come and speak about why local government is very important. And, you know, sometimes we only hear about all the national stuff, but I'm like, you know, there's a lot of change that happens in your townships and in your cities and your villages. So um, that's that's a bit about what the young Republicans do.
0: <laughs> that, that sounds like an earful, but, you know, something, you said something right now that kind of grabbed me, something that I, I wish everyone would focus on, that where you are right now is where the change takes place. The change takes place in your cities, your towns, and your county level. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit, how do you, how how important is it for us to uh, enthrall and engage with with, the, with with
1: people who are under 40? To engage with those under 40, is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I yes. broke out a little bit.
0: Yeah, with folks who are under 40, whom, because as you said, the change happens at the state, county, and and city level. So we need to get younger people, because, you know, the traditional voters are older, right? They are more committed to the process to get up and go out to vote. And it's challenging to get the younger crowd, the 18 to 35 crowd, to get up and go out to vote how can we how you in your capacity how do you engage those folks what kind of mechanisms do you use and how do you bring them in
1: so um, a lot of different things that we do whether it's it's partnering with all the other groups and organizations uh, spreading the word with the college republican and the teenage area republican groups as well so making sure that we're reaching out to kind of all levels But um, Mm. when I, before I was chair, I was secretary and I developed kind of our own social media page, excuse me, with uh, an Instagram and a Twitter page and reaching people, you know, where they're at, whether it's through Mm. hashtags or random follows and trying to get people. And we've had people come to our meetings and say, I saw this on Facebook and it seemed interesting. Mm. And then they become members. And I mean, that's, I think that's, what's really cool is just finding all those different ways to reach out to people. A lot of it is Mm -hmm. word of mouth, but some of it is through social media.
0: But that is the thing. You have hit upon something that is really, really, really true. In fact, I think they might be following uh, uh, the lead now because the national campaigns have now, we're now recognized since 2016, have done aggressive uh, social media campaigns. I think it might have started with Barack Obama, who in his first campaign uh, ran a campaign that was entirely grassroots. It was very organic in how it started. But how, can I just ask you this? How, what is the mindset of younger people? Are they disenchanted with the political process? Or do they see hope? Um, what kind of gauge can we get out of that?
1: So, I mean, it's, it's really all over the place. I have met people who are so apathetic with the system that they just, some of them even refuse to vote. And then mm. I meet people who are very empowered and say, hey, why is the government taking, you know, like 35% of my check for things mm. that I don't ever receive or use? Why am I, you know, back, the Affordable, the Affordable Care Act had the individual mandate before the Supreme Court overturned. And people are like, well, why do I have to pay for insurance? I'm a healthy 21 year old, you know,
0: I don't no. really need
1: it right now while I'm in between jobs. So, I think we're we're seeing people find those issues that mm-hmm. are are ringing more uh, more true for them, and then they're they're starting to get more passionate about it. And then you do see people who like just are just sucking up all the coolie that the media is feeding them and, mm-hmm. um, on every side of the aisle. And that mm-hmm. is where I get a little concerned <laughs> when people stop using their deduction. Um, and, and their intellect to make their own opinions and just listen to what is that sound bite of the day.
0: <laughs> wow, that that is interesting because I was confiding in a friend yesterday that I have noticed that on my Twitter feed, talking about social media and its impact, that on my Twitter feed, I do get a lot of anti-Trump sentiment, a lot of it. And I didn't realize that that's what it was at first. I just thought, you know, it was just stuff. But then I think it was the day before that I clicked on one and then I ended up clicking and following. And I said, wait a minute, this is what they're talking about. The bots, it, it, it is designed to desensitize you. So you don't think you kind of just follow along, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to to their thread and what they're saying. You're right about that. So from what you're saying, then, it sounds like there, there's some apathy, but there's also, there are also some folks who are, are truly engaged, and the younger and younger people are wondering, why do I have to pay for insurance when I'm between jobs and I absolutely don't need it? True, that, that's mm-hmm. some truth there. I can relate to that. You know, when I have a daughter uh, <laughs> who, who thinks the same way, she's like, I have a ways to go. Why do I have to think about that right now?
1: hmm Oh yeah, I got I got that hit of the individual mandate last year on my taxes, so I completely uh, feel feel for that issue. Um, right. How
0: do you How do you guys uh, do you plan with the with the local party when it comes to elections? Or do you guys uh, use your own grassroots network to help your candidates get elected?
1: Um, so we do not endorse candidates till it comes to a general election. So with the primaries, we allow for people to just kind of go with, um, who they're most interested in being, uh, um, you know, being on their campaign. We encourage everybody to just get involved on any level. Um, uh-huh. we do coordinate when, it, when it comes to general elections with, um, our county party, as well as with the state party. Uh, to mm-hmm. ensure that, hey, if, you, if they're doing, you know, a deployment day in Oakland County, we have, you know, volunteers or we'll at least try to get as many volunteers as we can to go out knocking doors um, or doing, you know, phone calls for different uh, people. So we had, you know, last election cycle, we had John James, who was running against Debbie Stabenow, who's now running for mm-hmm. Senate, again, against Gary Peters. Um, so mm-hmm. We had people out there um, at some of his campaign stuff. And, um, you know, so we get approached by a lot of different parties, and I think I just try to disseminate all the information to all the platforms so that way everyone has an opportunity to engage.
0: Wow, that sounds like a big job. That's not, and this is all volunteer? This is not, you know, paid for? This is just something to put on your resume?
1: Yes, it's all volunteer for sure. Um but I'm I'm just very passionate about it and um you know leading people to just kind of have that I think it, what's so crucial is giving mm. people the resources to be informed. Um I find mm. that I always I have a saying where I say never overestimate the le- the intellect of the electorate, meaning people mm. may be dumber than you think, which I hate, but it sometimes it's true. But if we can give them the resources and we can find ways to engage them on every level, then, mm-hmm. you know, we can continue to build up our society in the next generation to, you know, be informed decision makers.
0: I see. I see. So how do you, uh, so uh, it, it sounds very interesting. And the reason I'm saying that is because to be honest with you, it's very rare, especially today when young people uh, have so many other distractions Uh, At their fingertips, it's very rare to come across young people such as yourself who are engaged in the process and are passionate about what they do, that they don't just do it because mommy and daddy says they have to do it, but they're doing it because they genuinely do it. But can I just ask this? I mean, where do you go from here? Like, after this, what's your next thing?
1: Um, So currently, I'm with the Michigan Political Leadership um, Program, which is called MPLP. And it's been around for, um, since 1992. And so Mm -hmm. they basically, um, you apply and you have some buy-in as well as you're sponsored. Um, So Mm -hmm. in this fellowship, we have been going since February, uh, one weekend every single month um, up until next month. And you basically craft a campaign plan and network with people. And so uh, the beautiful thing about this program is that they choose the same amount of Republicans, same amount of Democrats, and two to three independents. So you yeah. really have a a nice bipartisan um, mm-hmm. group of people who you can kind of, I mean, it breaks down all those barriers. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, I truly enjoyed the program, but it, it has trained me mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways into leadership. Mm-hmm. And so it really has me mm-hmm. contemplating the next, you know, my next role, which will whether it's uh, an employment role or looking into going into elected office and a few election wow. cycles,
0: that sounds so great. But you know what? It also does is that you build a network so that these might be the same folks in a few years, whether they're Democrat or independent, that you will encounter in the in the in the process. That's great. That's really yes, great. Exactly. Like yep. I like that. I love this, Alex. I love this. Ali, you are so great. I'm so proud of you. I love seeing young people (laughs) do this and and prosper and are so ardent about the future. Uh, Recently, I was reading something online, and it was an article on CNBC, and it talked about how this current crop of billionaires, right, how they are more uh, introspective. And a lot less philanthropic, right, in the sense that they don't see humanity having a presence in the future. They think the Earth is going to end. And so they're not investing. Once upon a time, when you have a lot of money, you would build a foundation and you would give back. This current group of people don't do that as much. They're more concerned about building a spaceship that goes to Mars. And the writer (laughs) of the article is a scientist. And in fact, he had written an article on climate change in which he mm-hmm. hypothesized that at some point, we are going to have a significant, clim- you know, climatic event. Well, this current group of billionaires, he says there were like five or six of them, they invited him to a closed-door session, paid for all his expenses, and they referred to what he hypothesized about as the event as if it was really going to happen. And the man said he walked away from that group feeling as if there was no hope. And he was like, where are the young people? He said, these were young people, younger than he was, you know, uh, younger than he's rather. And the fact that they felt so despondent about the future that it, it affected him. So he wrote this article on CNBC. You can go to Instagram and look it up. It's really something else. So hearing you as a younger person, seeing a future in politics, and deeming that engagement is, is a fine art to bring others in is really encouraging. that really is the future and I commend you and the folks around you for doing that.:
1: Thank you, yeah, I think I, I read that article, or maybe uh, my boyfriend told me about that one too, but I remember hearing it and I mean it's, it's sad because I I think we are seeing that where I'm you know, I I wasn't necessarily raised in the church but I came to Christ and I believe in donating to causes you believe in and I was an yeah. authority in college so philanthropy kind of comes very second nature to me. Um yeah. but the fact that we kind of have this this climate change narrative where if you ever watch the inconvenient truth, I watched yeah. it in class in high school where, uh-huh. you know, it kind of like freaks you out of course but I mean, it's, it, it cracks me up because I always think I'm like, okay, so look at all these billionaires who are donating to um, to a candidate anytime they say something about the NRA or about impeaching mm-hmm. the president. They're donating a thousand dollars to their campaign. Imagine mm-hmm. if they had been doing that to I don't know, combat homelessness in LA, or oh, no. you know, bring up the Detroit public schools, you know, things no. like that. I'm like, wow, we have so much need in our country. And across the globe, but yet you're donating thousands of dollars to people who probably are already most of them are already millionaires or at least up there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, not, definitely not where I am. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the the I, I definitely understand where that that article is coming from and and the the lack of you know philanthropy. And I think we we are seeing where a lot of our elected officials have forgotten what public service is all about. It's about serving the people you represent. And I mean, that is, is really, to me is what really grinds my gears when I see people only self-serving themselves and the, you know, and the money that they're trying to get for some reason.
0: Wow. Well, I can tell you this: that if your name ever appears on a ballot, you need to call me. I'll take a bullhorn myself and <laughs> <I'm> go <going laughs> you because you have hit the right point. just about there. You sound like you're running for office. When next, what position? Just tell us where to put the X beside your name. We'll do that. But it. it's it, <laughs> it, really it, this, this is the thing. I want to. I know that you conduct forums and and so on, and I really would like you to share how folks can get in touch with you, where they can find more information about you and what you do, and about the Oakland County young Republicans. There must be a body of them around the state of Michigan and around the country, because I think there, there's there gotta be, you are unique, but I am hoping that there are more young people like you, <laughs> because then I can retire. <laughs> then I can sit back and, <laughs> and sit in the notes on the south of France somewhere. Do you have a a, a yacht somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's that's my end game. <laughs> I just confess, right?
1: <laughs>
0: oh but yeah. Uh, where can people find you and get more information about what you do? Because the truth of the matter is that as we move forward, right there, it there is probably something to be said about climate change. But as believers and as Christians, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible never said the world would end. The Bible said that there mm-hmm. is going to be an end to humanity as we go through a judgment after Jesus returns, but the earth will continue. I don't know. I read the book until the end of Revelation. Somebody should remind me, maybe I read wrong. I don't know. I read the New King James <laughs> Version. <laughs> but so so a lot if there is something to be said about climate change. There are some climatic events that are taking place around the world. And maybe this is we who are alive today are witnessing things that our previous generation had not gone through, so it's a change, mm-hmm. but I do know life is a cycle because when I was growing up, I grew up hearing that uh, you shouldn't slash and burn. Agriculture was a big deal in certain parts of the third world, and it was uh, causing carbon emissions and so on. So this conversation has been going on for a long time, right? Mhm.
1: So I oh, don't yeah, think... Definitely.
0: And at first, I remember years ago, we used to think that there was so much money behind the Greenpeace movement. Anybody remember the Greenpeace movement? So they kind of filtered out. They've changed now into climate change. That's what they're calling themselves now. But there is, you know, philanthropy is a big deal. But tell me, though, how can anybody, if anyone wants, because you're so passionate about the, about the country, the future of the country, and more importantly, I am hanging on to something that you said. Most public officials have forgotten that their job is to serve the people. Wow. Amazing. Ali Scully, amazing. <laughs> Where can we find more information about you? And tell us if there are wedding bells in the future. I'm just putting that out there in case
1: anyone is listening.
0: <laughs> <Just>
1: <laughs> listening. Uh, well, people can find me if they want to you know, reach out to me personally um, on my social media, Ali Scully. You'll you should be, you can usually find me, most of my handles are Ace Skulls, which is the old nickname. <laughs> ah. um, but if they want to g- get in touch with um, the Oakland County Young Republicans, they can search us on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram, and i all follow those, as well as the Michigan Young Republicans. Um, we have our Facebook page and a website as well that people can get in touch with us there. Um, mm. And... Our website is michiganyr.org. And um, from there, you know, you can reach out to our chair, Abby, who is really phenomenal, and all of us will get in touch and be happy to help people out. And, I mean, if people want to get involved on other organizations, I can put you in the right direction with a lot of people. Uh, What's, I think, a very common misconception about the Republican Party is that they're all old white men who don't want to talk to (laughs) anybody but Oh, that's right. quite the opposite. That's, that's so the opposite because there are so many phenomenal women and men who are like, I want to get you involved. How can I help out your organization? Like, can yeah. I be a volunteer here? Can you volunteer there? I mean, I think it is so much more welcoming than people want to think. But well, how can
0: they change that, though, Allie? How can they change that perception that they're not just a group of old white men who, you know, who are not progressive or who are not thinking about the current issues or who are not in touch with what is current.
1: I think just people not being afraid to, you know, be open and honest about their political leanings or about who they're associated with. I think we Mm -hmm. oftentimes are like, Oh, you're not supposed to talk about, you know, religion or politics. But then we we said that for so long that now people are uncomfortable talking about religion or politics Mm -hmm. where those are two of my favorite topics. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I love to share the the joy of Jesus Christ with people and, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that I believe in and the policies Mm -hmm. that I feel strongly about. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think it's just encouraging people to open up those transparent um, conversations with others. And I think we're seeing a movement of a lot of younger conservatives, whether it's through Twitter or social media, um, mm-hmm. And with different organizations that are coming to fruition that are bringing new, fresh ideas, as well as mm-hmm. showing that there is a strong next generation of the conservative movement who want to uh, see our country thrive and see people, um, mm-hmm. you know, have their freedoms and be able to achieve every American dream.
0: That's lovely. I really, really like that. I think that that changes the conversation just a little bit in terms of being open and transparent so that people, and people also need to be uh, not afraid to talk about their faith and to talk about uh, what they find, they, they, the topics and the, the values that they hold there. As I go throughout the space, one of the things that is vastly emerging is that people of faith, and especially Christians, for instance, feel under attack. It's almost as if you're, you have to whisper that you're a Christian. Because uh it's not welcome that we are often perceived as fundamentalists, which most of us are not. We're just ordinary people who just believe in our faith, right? Like everybody else who has faith. And I think mm-hmm. most people don't realize how conservative they are, you know? Mm
1: hmm. Well, no, it's very true. Uh, uh Gina Barr, who is a very um well known conservative uh in Michigan and throughout the Republican Party. She always explains how, you know, her teacher basically said, hey, like these things kind of make you a conservative and her family always thought they were Democrats. And then she goes to her Mm -hmm. dad and says, well, I'm a Republican because of these reasons. And you also believe Mm -hmm. this way. So you just didn't realize Mm -hmm. that you were. And so I love that. I love her story about that because that's such a prime example is about, you know, knowing truly what, what you believe, but also seeing how, you know, your beliefs can align in some ways. That, Mm -hmm. you know, love others and let others live. Simple
0: as that, you know? Yeah. That's how I got involved was through Dr. Linda Lee Tower. Uh, Mm -hmm. She, we sat down uh, just like two women, right? We came from, you know, we came from different backgrounds and we just sat down to talk about the issues that matter to us. And she said, well, here is why. And I said, what do you believe? And when she said, here's what I believe. And she said, what do you believe? And our values aligned. <laughs> and just like you said, she was just, you're more conservative than you want to admit. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of always knew it was in there somewhere. But, in, you know, you <laughs> kind of think that you have evolved. But I think that, that that's true in, for most people, that you don't realize how you stick to certain basic facts. And you really don't. Those fundamentals, I refer to them as our, your fundamentals what your fundamental mm-hmm. beliefs are. That's what you stick to. And I feel i feel something coming out of you that you are uh, strong on what your values and your fundamentals are. And as long as you stick with that, you're going to be okay. You're not going to be easily swayed.
1: Yes, yeah, that's, that's well, pretty true. My parents call that stubbornness.
0: That's <laughs> uh, what it is. I wonder. There's a young person around me who's listening. But anyway, we won't talk about that right now. So is there a book in your future? Are you planning on writing a book that would tell us about your experiences being a young conservative? Uh,
1: You know, I've always toyed with the idea of writing my own uh, memoir for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons, because I did have a very interesting childhood. And I always joke with my parents anytime they sit me down, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what chapter is coming next? Because my parents Mm -hmm. have dropped a few, uh, some, some bombshells over, Mm -hmm. uh, over my lifetime currently. (laughs) So it's always, it's Mm -hmm. always entertaining, but, um, you know, I just feel like there's, there's such a story of redemption and in the past 26 years and just coming into knowing your passion and your purpose and, you know, finding that, that God does have a purpose in you Mm -hmm. and uses your passions and the things that you're good at for that. And I mean, I'm a prime example of that. I thrived in English and history. I was not Mm -hmm. good at science or math and that's what I do. I do English and history all day, and I love it. <laughs>
0: well, Allie, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. And so if anybody w- is interested in finding Allie, we got to go. We have just about a less than a minute. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, The Young Report. Uh, and the website is michiganyr.org, right? Yeah. dot Well, thank you so much, Ali. It was a pleasure. Say hello to everyone. You know who that is, right? Thank you so much for joining. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that we're going to chat again. Yes, you're welcome. I'm pretty sure we're going to chat again as we we matriculate into 2020. It was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thanks. Bye-bye. There you go, everybody. We had Alice Cully. And we thank you so much for joining us again on Down to Earth. Join us tomorrow on our next show where we'll talk more about the issues that matter. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed.